You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedron. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Bashing Club. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm your host, John Patch. Joining us is... Dr. Lisa Santonzi from Hernando County Animal Services. And Dr. Vince Santonzi from the Hillsborough Community College Veterinary Technology Program in Plant City, Florida. Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. The show is produced at Business Talk Radio Network by Kevin Wilkes. And when you call into him at 866-606-8255, he will put you on the air with us. And here in studio, producer is Miss Amanda Page. Hey there, Johnny boy. Hey, Mandy. How you doing? I'm doing. But pick up the phone and give us a call if you've got a medical question or a behavior question. We are open to your calls at 866-606-8255. We are live and we want to talk with you. So pick up the phone. Give us a call. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. And you're listening to Talking Pets. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. This is like my ultimate favorite song. It's beautiful. I love this song. How was your holidays? You had a good fourth? Which one? Fourth. Uh, it was relaxing. Yeah? It was, I was. Yeah, yeah it was we relaxing. actually just stayed at home and uh, just the two of us. Me too. Wonderful. Went to a pool party. That was it. Yeah. And nothing special, but had a nice time. We just didn't even want to leave the house. Yeah. Just stayed and grilled some burgers and relaxed with the animals. As long as you, like, you know, it's it just, it. I think it, it is very relaxing to stay home. Because when you go away and you go on, oh, you guys just came back from vacation. We'll talk about that a little bit. But, the, uh, you know, you got packed. You got to do this. You got to do that. You're always running. You're always going. So when you could take that day on a holiday and just kick back and say, "Hey, I'm just going to relax here and do nothing," mm-hmm. kind of feels good. Yeah, feels like you're um, playing hooky. Yeah, yeah. It actually does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Especially if, it, if the holiday's in the middle of the week. You well, have we, to go back to work the next day. We had a four-day uh, weekend. 
Oh, um, that's nice. At the network. But um, actually, except for me, you know, because we work today, or I work today. Because, I mean, literally, with the radio show, when you're setting up for the radio show, I start setting up around noon. Um, so then you get everything together and then newspapers and all the other stuff that comes along. And if you watch us right now on the webcam, you'll see what we're talking about because the whole desk is filled with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll see all the stuff that we give away on the show and everything, too. And you can visit us on our webcam at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. And please join us on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, a lot of goodies. Uh, are we giving away a lot of this stuff? Yeah, now? we're going to give away a wow. three-dog bakery. we got some uh, classic wafers for your dogs. We're going to give those away. we got some books called uh, Hound It. By Matt uh, Seiselman. That's going to actually go out to some people. Uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul has given us a bunch of books, so we give those out there, all the variety of topics and everything. So we do give a bunch of stuff away. So we usually do it with like a trivia question or something like that. So that'll be up and coming too as well. So stay tuned for that. Mandy Pandy, what you do on the 4th of July? Did you relax, do some R&R as well? Um, it's always a romantic dinner with my hubby on the 4th That's of July. That's right. It's your anniversary. It is. It's 10 years it, uh, actually, it's 11. Is it 11? It's 11. Wow. Yeah. The yeah, one time's one. Time's flying. I actually uh, posted on our uh, Facebook your picture that Bobby put together, a collage of you guys. Really nice, by the way. <laughs> I didn't of see, dinner? I didn't see me in it. But <laughs> that was really quick when he did that. <laughs> but, yeah, he did a good job, actually, if you go onto the Facebook. Uh, if you're part of our Facebook and you can join it at uh, TalkinPets.com, you'll see the pictures that we're talking about. And, you know, congratulations also on the 4th of July, my uh, nephew Ryan and uh, his uh, girlfriend uh, Brittany just had a baby boy, Braylon. So uh, congratulations to those guys. They just uh, try, they just drove home. In That's the, pretty in the awesome. Car that was the 4th of July? 4th of July. Always have a celebration. 12 20 like on that. the 4th of July. I don't know. That's I, I don't know. It's a double-edged sword. Like, I'm born on St. Patrick's Day. So it's kind of cool because then if you go out, everybody's celebrating. So you kind of think, hey, everybody's having a good time on my birthday. But then, like, for people that are born on certain holidays, like Christmas. I think Christmas would be worse. That would the be, worst. That, that is the worst because then it's like you're, okay, well, here's your present. And this is for your birthday and for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But the 4th of July, it's kind of cool, though. Yeah. You're always, you're always going to have fireworks. On your birthday. And people tend to remember it. That too. That too. It's on a holiday. I think some people, um, not mentioning any names, probably get married on a holiday because they don't want to forget forget when they got married, Amanda. No, there's a lot more story to that one. (laughs) That that was from my father, actually, that encouraged that. Really? Oh, yes. Yes, he was being difficult. He wasn't ready for us to get married yet, even though he said yes when it came up to a date. There was always something that was a conflict. So we had originally planned on getting married on New Year's, and uh, I actually had it all booked and everything was ready to go, and uh, he found fault with that. So I thought, okay, the next thing. How about the Cayman Islands? No, no, that won't work. So finally I said, okay, I'm going to elope, and I got in trouble for that one. So I gave up, and I said, what is the next holiday you have off from work? It was the 4th of July, and I'm like, okay, that's it. So it gave us a month to get ready. <laughs> it was a nice. little silly. It was a lovely wedding, and it was it's a fun story to tell. Oh, I've got my own story with your wedding. I actually got the groom's cake, which um, I flew to New York with a friend of mine and picked up a uh, from the Brooklyn Diner, one of our favorites. did. It was uh, wonderful. Cheesecake. And that that I, sounds nice. I think they my cost all-time like probably favorite. $100 a cake. Wow. But yeah, they're, they're a little pricey. They're it was phenomenal. quite nice. Phenomenal. So I ended up getting two, of course, one for me. <laughs> You're going to fly and, all the way there. And one for the wedding. So we flew back. And my friend Ed and I actually went together. And we went up there and got the cakes and flew back. And all of a sudden, here we are. We were having trouble getting through the airport because they wouldn't let us. I wasn't checking these, you know, cheesecakes. So all of a sudden, I had to put them through the scanner thing. And the guy was like, you can't do that. You can't take them on the plane. I'm like, 
I'm not leaving them here. <laughs> not at what these things cost. And I said it's for a wedding, da da da, my producer's wedding. And and so anyway, I'll, next thing I know is we um we end up getting the uh, <laughs> we end up getting the cheesecakes and we get on the plane. They finally let me on. And then um halfway through the flight, and this was before 9/11. Halfway through the flight, they grounded our plane emergency landing on some airstrip in some field somewhere. I mean, I don't even know where we landed. I mean, I looked around, all I saw was fields and cows, and it was the strangest thing. And we were there in this field for about, and this was a huge plane, for, for about an hour or so, maybe an hour and a half, and they wanted to eat my cheesecake. <laughs> I they bet were they going to serve them to the passengers. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> we didn't crash or anything like that. We're taking back off soon. But I'm, nobody even knows why we landed like that. But we took mm-hmm. off, and we got back, and cheesecakes were, the one cheesecake, well, they were a little cracked, but they made it. So, but happy anniversary, Miss Amanda Page. Yes, yeah, happy you anniversary. Thank you. Well, 866-606-TALK is the number, 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone, give us a call if you've got a medical question or a behavior question. Now, Lisa and Vince, you guys just came back not too long ago from Galapagos Islands, right? You were right. out there for 11 days? We were gone for 11 days. We were in the Galapagos for about a week. So what was your, i got to ask you, out of the whole trip, separately, Lisa first, women first, what was your favorite part of it? My favorite part was the sea lions. The sea lions just covered the beaches there, and they would be snuggling and nestling Can with each other. Can you get close other. to them? Yeah, oh, and really? they come right up to you and rub their whiskers on you. Seriously? On your legs, That's yeah. That's awesome. Wow. You can't approach them closer than six feet, but they if they approach you, you ju- you're supposed to just stand there. So they have no fear of people at all, no fear whatsoever. And they're all snuggling with each other. They're very, uh, what's the word? Thigmotactic? Yes. Stigmotactic? Thigmotactic, which we a new word that we learned that means they like to touch each other. They like to be touched and touch. So they're snuggling and nuzzling and nursing and and they're just... You just want to snuggle up next to them, That's with them. And they're everywhere, just everywhere. Amazing. All right, you got 25 seconds to say what was your favorite part. Oh, it had to be the marine iguanas. Marine iguanas, iguanas everywhere as well. You showed yes. me a picture, almost two feet long. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we could we'll put one, uh, maybe on the yeah, website. Yeah, actually, you know what? Um, we will. You know, better yet, we'll put it on the Facebook too. So if you send it to me, and we'll post it on sure. Facebook, and you can check it out. They're just beautiful animals. Eight six 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 zero six talk, and you're listening to Talking Pets. <laughs> We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Dog Shelter Blues, the new novel by Mark Conkling. This hard-hitting story lights up the world of animal rescue with engaging characters and their pets. Struggling with their own internal demons as they attempt to rescue innocent creatures that sometimes bring a mysterious transforming power to broken lives. Read the first chapter of Dog Shelter Blues free at dogshelterblues.com. Then come along a breathtaking journey that ends with an astonishing triumph of good over evil. Order your copy of Dog Shelter Blues today. Available at amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Your dog digs a hole under your fence. And the next thing you know... Protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit digdefense.com today. D-I-G-D-E-F-E-N-C-E dot com. 
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Some people love cats. Others say that dogs are man's best friend. With a Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Amanda Page. Now a growing number of pet lovers are going bigger preferring to keep llamas, the South American relative to the camel, as their household pets. Gary and Katrina Capasso live in upstate New York and have not one, not two, but 55 llamas as their pets. They're like potato chips. You can't just have one, Katrina Capasso said. The Capasso's love affair with the llama began when they got married and Gary gave Katrina a llama as a wedding gift. Yes, it's true. I gave my wife her first llama as a wedding present, Gary said. The Capasso's say llamas cost about the same to feed and take care of as more traditional pets, like a dog. The breed is known to graze on grass and plants and need very little water to survive. They don't cost a lot to feed, but again, you do need to have some land rather to have them. While the Capasso's 55-strong llama household might be a bit extreme, they actually are not that rare to own as a pet. The Capasso's are two of 30,000 people in the United States who own llamas, according to the International Llama Registry. The couple's 55 llamas are almost among 163,000 llamas registered in the United States, according to some registry. While llamas aren't seen on the streets every day in the United States, our neighbors to the south in Central and South America have used llamas as pack animals to carry loads to the Andes Mountains for centuries. The average size of a llama is comparable to a six-foot man, and the average weight is about 250 pounds. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Amanda Page. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. i got to ask you, when you guys were out in the Galapagos, it's hard to say, Galapagos Islands, um, where did you guys stay? Do you like stay in huts or something, or do you actually no, we, stay in a hotel? A cru- we, we stayed on a yacht. It was a cruise. Oh, really? Yeah. That's nice. Small, very small cruise ship, 36 passengers. That's it? Yep. Yeah. You know what's really interesting about the Galapagos, something that I didn't realize, was that uh, you think that they're deserted. But they're not. There's 30,000 people that live there. Now, 95% of the islands are Now, I see. I think your average person, you're right. I think your average person that doesn't really know the Galapagos Islands would automatically assume they are deserted. Yeah. Yeah, I was was shocked because I thought it was, you know, it's a World Heritage Site. There's dozens of endangered or extinct or, I'm sorry, not extinct, but endangered or threatened mm -hmm. um, species that are found nowhere else in the world there. I didn't expect that there would be little towns with people. I now, thought maybe there'd many. be research stations. Again, not many, but but there are I mean there's two full size airports. Um, so you were on a cruise though, I mean and so you 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 port right and then you go in. How long right. are you actually at the island? 
Um, we went to a, a different island every day, mm-hmm. and um, usually in the morning we would. Um, it, oftentimes it was a wet landing, so we would go in on a dinghy, which they call a. It's a, it's a panga. panga. Mm-hmm. It's like a zodiac. Land a rubber. like on a beach. It's called a wet landing, so you you know your feet get wet. So how many islands are there? There are, I think, about. Uh, I think it's like thirteen. Thirteen total. large mm-hmm. islands, and then many smaller islets. So you spend time on this cruise going to different islands, and there's all, all these people on these different islands? No, now most no, of the of islands are, are deserted. Okay. Right. But there are um, three or four of the larger islands that are inhabited so by people. So b- besides the animals and the hiking and stuff like that that you get to do, are there th- other things to do touristy-wise on the Galapagos there's Islands? A, there's like diving. There's scuba diving. And we did a lot of snorkeling. So usually we would have a hike followed by a snorkel. Uh, each morning and then repeat in the what afternoon. What about food? Do you eat food on the boat? Or on the boat. There, is the there boat. restaurants on the islands Well, anywhere? there are, but we, we did everything on the boat because we went, we only uh, stopped at the large towns either to transit, you know, through the airport, because they're full-size airports there. We I think we flew in on like an Airbus 300, so we're talking about like 8,000 foot runways. Um, and uh, so, But we only transited through the towns to get to the cruise ship or to get to a, a part of the island by bus, let's say, um, that we couldn't walk to. So we didn't stay in the towns. But there's restaurants in the towns, bars. I mean, Gift it's, shops. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, amazing. We went to the Darwin Research Center. And which I, is on I the island of Santa Cruz. I right, and it's in a town of... Uh, the, which is the most populated island. Puerto Ayoro, which is one of the big bigger towns. But I didn't know that. I thought when we were going to the Darwin Research Station, wow, there's probably going to be guys there haven't shaved and yeah, haven't shaved in weeks, and like, hey, buddy, you got some cigarettes? <laughs> no, they're right. Right. In, yeah. Okay. Cigarettes. They're, <laughs> they're right in the middle of a large town, uh, and um, you know, it's uh, ten thousand. But most of the, so most of the town. islands are uninhabited. But there were three or four that had quite a significant. Are you restricted on these uninhabited yes. islands and where yes. you could go? You have to go with a guide. So we had. Living on our on our ship, three local guides, in addition to our tour leaders, who would take us. At, we uh, there were thirty six of us, so it was groups of twelve, three groups of twelve, and they, you can't dock on the island without a local guide. So what else did you see? You saw the iguanas. Um, you saw the sea lions. Um, we saw penguins that are the a species of penguins that are the northernmost species of penguins in the world. They they don't go any further north than the equator. Very small, diminutive. Yeah, we actually swam with them. It was amazing. Snorkeling and there's penguins swimming around. Sounds wonderful. The the Galapagos tortoises, um, which they're known for. See any sharks? We did, yeah. Did you? Saw a bunch of white tip sharks uh, while we were snorkeling. Saw a manta ray uh, with um, an 18-foot wingspan. See, I think the shark for me would have been like, okay, I'm done. (laughs) 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 Time to go back up on the island. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was it close to you, though, or did you see it from afar? Uh, well, we were snorkeling, so we were on the surface, and it was down, I guess, about maybe um, 10 or 15 feet below us. Sometimes. Still too close. That's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, you know but what? They're not, they're not uh, I don't think the white tips are known for attacking. Yeah, I don't think the white tips are so much, but I mean, I, there's great whites there. I mean, um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think so. No? I really? Certainly, they, I, well, we didn't see any. Uh, I don't. I don't. I would hope not, or else I wouldn't be seeing you. They're mostly around Australia, (laughs) but sea turtles. 
Oh, oh, the sea turtles and were spectacular. And then the other thing that Galapagos are really known for are their uh, multiple species of unique birds. So we saw blue-footed boobies, red-footed boobies, as uh, Nazca boobies. I'm sure Vince go is ahead. very happy. The, the John, you um, can go ahead and start with the jokes if you'd like. There's a, a they're really called boobies? Yes, they are. <laughs> and they're beautiful. You can imagine some of the T-shirts that were for sale around the island. <laughs> Red ones, same, blue ones. Same I the um, there were. There's a flightless albatro- albatross. Uh, no, it's a, a cormorant. Sorry, sorry, flightless corm- cormorant. Right. There's mm-hmm. a, a frigate. Frig- frigate. F R I G A T. Careful with that one. Frigate bird. Um, <laughs> and an albatross. We saw an albatross. the waved albatross. Right. Um, was uh, pelicans. We, yeah. So you had, you had a great trip. Amazing. It was a magical place. If you if you get a chance... Uh, it's one, once in a lifetime. Yeah. It's a very, very unique place. So you highly recommend it to the listeners? Highly, highly. If you're into, into animals at all, there's no other place in the world like this. Check it out. Galapagos Islands. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Are you crazy about cats? If so, check out The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition. This clever how-to manual for cats, written by a cat named Quasi, contains more laughs than should be allowable in one book, and is poignantly underscored by the combative yet loving relationship between Quasi and his human. The World is Your Litter Box, Deluxe Edition, is guaranteed to have you laughing your tail off. So, treat yourself to a copy today. Available from Amazon. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail-wagging, fur-flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right, but that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. You can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and hopefully we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. This hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today. Here's your host, John Patch. In Rapid City, South Dakota, the uh, top 40 feet of one of South Dakota's largest trees is dead, and officials are not sure what happened. The 300-year-old ponderosa pine that towers... Uh, 130 feet is known as Custer State Park as the big tree, and over the years has survived fires and even beetle attacks. Dr. Lisa? From Page, Arizona, the discovery of quagga mussels in Lake Powell has prompted the state to start requiring boaters who are leaving the Colorado River Lake to drain, decontaminate, and dry their boats. 
Dr. Vince? From Los Angeles, California, two dogs that chased a pair of bear cubs up a tree survived a close call with an unhappy mama bear in the San Gabriel Valley. One dog had a one-inch puncture wound on its back. John? In Naples, Florida, spearfishing is now allowed in state waters in Collier County for the first time in more than 60 years. Among the species that can be speared is the non-native invasive lionfish. From Bismarck, North Dakota, a McIntosh County man charged with starving to death more than 100 cattle also is accused of making false statements to insurance agents. James Schnabel, 44, pled not guilty to misdemeanor counts of mistreating animals. Dr. Vince? P.U. From Monticello, Indiana, the White County Commissioners have approved plans for a 9,200 hog farm near Camp Tecumseh, whose leaders fear that the farm's odors will impact life at the camp. John? And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Don't forget, you can watch us live on the webcam at TalkinPets.com. Just click on the website, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. Click on Watch Live, and you can watch us live on the webcam. You can also actually chat with us on there, too. But please join us on Facebook and Twitter. We'd like to have you as part of the family. So uh, right there at the top of the homepage on TalkinPets.com, you'll see the icons there for uh, Facebook and for Twitter, and please join our family. And you can find out exactly what's going on during the week and on the weekends and what's coming up on the show. So stay tuned for that. But, uh, again, there's a lot of information. And uh, the story that Amanda uh, read about llamas, you'll actually see the video there on the homepage as well, uh, the news video about those llamas. And there's about 55 of them in this woman's property. So uh, check it out. But, once again, you are listening to Talking Pets. Give us a call at 866-606-8255. you walking in and my heart started skipping a beat I was trying to play it cool but I knew it was true that nobody would ever compete well first comes love and then comes first day first kiss we were checking off the list and you were getting down on your knee and you didn't have to guess it was always a yes now there's two less fish in the sea let's set the date And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. Trivia question out there. If you get this correct and you got a multiple choice opportunity, we're going to send out to you the book Hound It. And it's by Matt Seiselman. Actually, Hound It is packed with wise, universal insights on life that will have readers laughing and crying in equal measure. It's actually uh, a, a book about three uh, dachshunds and uh, the world and the way they see it. So you can check it out. You're going to get it if you answer this trivia question. We're also going to send out to you a bottle of Earth Friendly Natural Pet, the number one stain and odor remover in the country. That's Earth Friendly. So you got that and the book Hound It by Matt Seiselman. So, uh, and it's out in bookstores right now. But here is the trivia question. Multiple choice. What is the most common training command taught to dogs? What is the most common training command taught to dogs? Is it A, stay, B, beg, C, sit, or D, dance? (laughs) What is the most common training command taught to dogs? 
A, stay. B, beg. C, sit. D, dance. If you know the answer to that trivia question, you get the book Hounded by Matt Seiselman. It's a hardcover, great book, and you're getting a bottle of earth-friendly natural pet stain and odor remover. Call right now, and you can speak with Kevin Wilkes, our producer, and he'll put you on the line with us at 866-606-8255. 866-606-TALK. Dr. Lisa, you not too long ago um, started at a shelter in the Florida area, and you're their first veterinarian to actually run the shelter. And you get, um, I would imagine, a lot of dogs, cats, and do you get other kind of animals coming in? We occasionally get horses, cattle, pot-bellied pigs, uh, chickens. Do you have horses now? Roosters. We don't right now, but we have since I've, in the last five and a half months that I've been there, we've had probably half a dozen. Wow. Oftentimes they're, they're picked up by um, the agricultural uh, sheriff, sheriff's deputy because they, they're found wandering the roads. Uh, the shelter that I work at is a, in a fairly rural county. And um, sometimes they're just lost. They've gotten out. They've gotten loose from their paddock. And oftentimes they're quickly re- reunited with their owners. Uh, but occasionally, we never find the owners, or the owners never find the horse, and we put it up for auction. That's pretty amazing. A stray horse yeah. that's not claimed by you somebody. You don't normally it's hear of that. Yeah. It's very unusual. It's pretty unusual. Uh, they're almost uh, always fairly quickly reunited. One Do you time, think some of them are actually because they just can't keep them or pay for them? Because horses are expensive to, to upkeep. You think maybe just like a, I'm, I'm not saying it's right by no means, but you think like a cat or a dog where some people toss them, they do the same thing with the horse? Yeah. yeah really? I do. Well, it's not very common, but yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Such it's, a, I mean, any animal, but mm-hmm. a horse is such a large animal. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, they can kill you. Yeah, <laughs> no, actually, careful. that they can. Uh, but they're gorgeous but they're creatures. They're beautiful. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous. I love the muscular structure of the horse, you know. It's just absolutely beautiful. But um, so you get other things, too, besides horses. I mean, do you yes. get, like, guinea pigs and hamsters we or any birds? Ha- we haven't. Uh, we do occasionally get birds. Um, there was a case about... Three or four years ago, long before I started working there, of a, a bird hoarding case, actually. Um, and they confiscated about 80 birds plus um, numerous cats and dogs and other creatures. There were over 200 animals altogether. But there were 80 birds one t- at, one, w- at one point that they confiscated. I hope it, that doesn't happen while I'm working there. <laughs> it's amazing, too, because birds, I mean, people who are parents to birds, I mean, these, some of these species can live up to 80 years. Yeah, they're very long-lived. So I mean I've got an African gray and I've got a uh, I've got the conure which is basically supposed to be around 25 30 years she's already way past that um but um my African gray what about 60 70 years and the Amazon I believe about 80 years is How long have you had yours? Oh the Amazon was adopted uh, already so I think I think Leo's probably in his 40s and my gosh. Zach is actually the African gray is um Probably 20. And that's wow. something that uh, your listeners really need to be reminded of and made aware of if they don't know already, is that when you adopt a pet, it's a lifetime commitment, or it should be a lifetime commitment. And you need to do some research before you choose your pet to know how long could, can these animals live. Horses can live well into their 20s or older. Birds, different species, can live for dozens and dozens of years. So... Be prepared when you adopt your pet that reptiles it's a life too. reptiles too. The um, and that's Galapagos a dangerous tortoises thing. that we saw in the in the Galapagos can live to be 150 years old. The thing is too is that a lot of people don't do their homework on on reptiles. 
So a lot of right. times they they don't survive as long because they they really are a, a very delicate creature that you really got to you know do your homework on in order to. Yeah, and sometimes um, people get a like a, a snake. Look at the Burmese pythons. Uh, they'll get a snake when it's small, not realizing it's going to live for a long time and it's going to grow, outgrow its tank, and then they're not going to know what to do with it. And they ended up letting, letting them go, and that's why we have all those Burmese pythons in the Everglades in South Florida. Let's go out to the trivia and see that, and you guys got a question coming in as well. But uh, Mary from Richmond, Virginia. Mary's got a guess on the trivia question. What do you think, Mary? What is the most common training command taught to dogs? Is it A, stay, B, beg, C, sit, or D, dance? What do you think, Mary? Oh, it's got to be C, sit. I would ding, say ding, 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 congratulations. Ding. You're right. It's correct. It is C, sit. I think that was kind of easy. Yeah. That was my guess. The stay one, though, sit, might have been a little... Well, that's because that's the same training command given to husbands in our household <laughs> as well. <laughs> you got one of those at home, Mary? <laughs> uh, yes, we just finished three months of obedience, and we did a million sits. Well, good. And, he, and he's listening? Everything's going good with him? Oh, yes. He is doing great. We're going to start rally next week. Good. Congratulations. Well, we're going to send out to you in Richmond, Virginia, a bottle of the Earth-Friendly Stain and Odor Remover. That stuff is awesome. I've been using it for 20 years myself. And also, you're going to get the book from Matt Seiselman. It's called Hound It, and it's in a hardcover. That's going to come out to your doorstep as well. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Mary. Enjoy the weekend. That's Mary out there in Richmond, Virginia. And we have Vicki's got a question for the doctors uh, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, out in the Nashville area. And Vicki, what's going on? you got a four-year-old Yorkie? Yes, sir, I do. And I've tried everything. And... He just has an odor. He just smells. And I don't know if there's anything. I mean, I've tried changing food, shampoos, washing him more often, washing him less often. And he still, he just smells. So, uh, I'm sorry, is it Mary? Vicky. 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 Um, so, your, your Yorkie is four years old. Is this a male or a female? He's a male. And is and he, he neutered? Has, he has been. Okay, good. And how long have you been noticing this um, odor? Well, I've had him since he was about a year old, and honestly, ever since I've had him. Okay, and are uh, are you sure it's coming from his coat and not from his ears or his mouth? Well, when his ears are bad, it's a different kind of smell, because I've, I've had to deal with that before, too, and take him to the vet for that. But that's a different smell. The um, the other one is just a, it's just a bad, I guess a bad dog smell. But see, I have a toy poodle. She doesn't smell at all. And I do them the same way, you know, feed them the same food, the same baths. What do you bathe him with? Uh, well, I've tried everything. Right now I'm trying. I'm using an oatmeal shampoo and okay. because I was told that maybe it's his coat. And so I'm trying an oatmeal shampoo, but everything that I've tried, nothing, nothing changed the smell. And how often are you bathing him? Uh, I've tried doing once a week. I've tried doing once every two weeks. I've tried once every three or four days, I've tried every which way, and nothing has helped. What was the time in between your experiments there? Because sometimes if it's close to the, you know, the next frame, then it it may not, you know, it may throw off your theory there on, on the bathing. Well, it, it, even um, if I tried three days and give him a bath, he smells just as soon as I dry him and everything, he even still smells then. Wow. How is his skin, uh, Vicky? Is, is, does he have any problems with his skin, or is he looks like he has a normal, healthy coat and normal skin? Well, his coat looks really healthy, but the other day, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did look really closely at his skin underneath his coat. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it did have some scaly patches. So he might have uh, yeast infection on his skin, mm-hmm. um, which is a possibility that'll that'll make them have a sort of a, a different kind of odor than the regular dog smell. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he itchy? Does he scratch himself? He doesn't scratch a lot. I mean, no more than a normal scratch here and there. He don't seem to scratch a lot. No. Any parts of his skin look like they're a little thicker? Not really. Not that I can tell. Well, with the scaling, I would. I, he could have a like a some sort of an infection, either bacteria or he could have a, a yeast, fungal yeast, yeast infection. infection. So you may and yeast is the thing that comes to mind. You may want to take him to your veterinarian and have them check his skin for a fit infection. Well, uh, wouldn't he have continued that for all like three years? Vicki, hold on to that thought. We've got to take a little break. We'll come back and continue on with Vicki in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. This is Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright backings for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Back, go to PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. PetLifeRadio.com forward slash Dyson. To order your Dyson Animal Back today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Jungle deep, 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 deep. When I talk about exotic animals, I am not talking about goats and salamanders. No. This is Dr. Jones of the Jungle Deep Podcast. On my show, we explore the jungle, searching for the most exotic, most endangered animals on Earth. If you love nature and her creatures like I do, listen to Jungle Deep. Jungle deep, 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 Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Rough ride for dog trapped in an engine. With a Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Amanda Page. South Florida firefighters came to the rescue for a dog that traveled five miles while trapped under the hood of a car. The Broward Sheriff Office said firefighters were called to Dana Beach to free the dog. The animal had been trapped between the car's axle and steering mechanism. The Sheriff's Officer spokesman says the dog suffered no injuries even though it had been driven roughly five miles from Hollandale Beach. It wasn't immediately clear how the dog became trapped. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Amanda Page.
go for a ride in the car car let's go for a ride in the car car let's go for a ride in the car car let's go for a ride in the car see we're going a little bit faster now now the engine it goes the engine it goes now make sure you put on your seat belt now seat belt goes click click seat belt they go clickety click 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 clickety 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 and once again you're listening to talking pets i'm john patch I'm Dr. Lisa Santonzi. I'm Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. Is that your favorite song, Mandy? It's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> I thought it was better than the story, if you want my opinion. <laughs> I was actually, I would have been a little quicker, but I was posting on our Facebook a picture of Lisa, Dr. Lisa, and Dr. Vince in the Galapagos Islands on our Facebook. So if you go to our Facebook page right now, you're going to see it on there. So check it out. Um, this is just They just got back, so it's kind of cool. And this is a really neat picture. So uh, check it out. And you can go to our Facebook page. Um, just go to TalkinPets.com. You can join us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, T-A-L-K-I-N Pets.com. Real quick, back to Vicki in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You had one or two more comments, Doc? Yeah. Uh, Vicki, you were mentioning if the dog had some sort of skin problem, would it be lasting for that long? And the answer is yes, especially if your dog has, has allergies, um, even low-grade allergies. That could cause the, f- the flaking on the, the scaling on the skin, and also uh, they could that could predispose the dog to periodic or even chronic yeast infections or right. bacterial skin infections, and that can change the dog's odor from a natural odor to something that seems kind of strange to you. So I would uh, definitely have a skin testing done. Um, by your your veterinarian to and it's you may get a a, a medicated shampoo a prescription shampoo uh, to try and that's an antifungal or an antibacterial or both and that may solve help solve the problem. Would, would it be um, an allergic reaction to food? It could be an allergic. Yes, it could. Well, it could be food anything. Food allergies are very 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 itchy. A mild itchiness could Maybe. be to fleas. Uh, even just one flea bite can cause uh, an itchy response in a dog environment. Like that. It could be the environment. It could be something called atopy, which is an inhalant allergy to grasses or trees or weeds or dust, just like people get. And you're in Tennessee, so um, allergies in, in pets are, are fairly common in, in Tennessee as well. So. Okay, and my vet, would, he would be able to tell me then? Yeah, it's not an easy diagnosis to make because you usually have, you have to, well, you can do several types of tests. You can take blood or you can do skin tests, just like they test people for allergies. Um, so but to, to test the skin for just a, a bacterial or a yeast infection on the skin, that's very easy and yes. very inexpensive. Just okay. as simple as a piece of scotch tape pressed up against the skin and then stained and looked at. It's called a tape prep. And then you stain that and look at it under the microscope, and the, the veterinarian can tell if there's ba- bacterial overgrowth on the skin or a yeast overgrowth on the skin. And that could be very easily diagnosed and treated. Okay. Well, see, I would have never noticed those patches because of his hair if I hadn't just uh, got him down and looked for it. I wouldn't have noticed those because I don't get him shaved short. Right. So, yeah, it could be subtle. Very subtle changes. Okay. Well, Vicky, okay. good luck with that, and give our best to WGNS there and Bart Walker and the gang at the station. That's uh, Vicky out there in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Mandy, did you find one over there? She's trying. <laughs> 
866-606-8255. Well, I do want to uh, say a very special hello and congratulations to uh, Ryan's on the line with us. Hey, Ryan, you there? Hey, John, what's up? Congratulations, Daddy. I want to introduce Thank you first you. off to Dr. Lisa Thank and you. Dr. Vince. Hi, Ryan. Congratulations hey, on Ryan. your Thank baby. You. And you know Thank Amanda. Thank you very much. Your little Hi, Amanda. Beautiful. Congratulations. You yes. Thank you. Oh, what a, an amazing picture. I know everybody picture. says their baby's perfect, but I really feel like my baby's perfect. <laughs> I think so. Is. Absolutely. It's an, uh, just a beautiful picture of the two of you. Now, this is my nephew, Ryan. Uh, so everybody out there and listening, uh, actually just had a baby boy. Braylon is, is his name. Is this your first child, Ryan? Yes, this is our first. Okay, very good. What's Brittany doing right now? Brittany is sleeping. She's sleeping. Yeah, baby's sleeping, so mommy's sleeping too. <laughs> uh, she's getting her rest while she can. Yeah, exactly. Because now comes the two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, all night long feeding times. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's been up last night. He's been good during the day, and then at night is like when he gets active. So of course. Well, congratulations to Braylon. He was uh, what uh, seven pounds? Eight ounces. Yep, seven, seven pounds, pounds, eight, eight ounces. ounces, nineteen inches. Nineteen inches. So, uh, and uh, Braylon and Braylon Kavanaugh. Yep. So, Born on the 4th of July, too, so that's yeah, pretty exciting. That's pretty Our awesome. little firecracker. <laughs> he's, yeah, you're always gonna, he's always going to have fireworks on his birthday now. Yeah. How's he getting along with Kitty? So far, so good. Uh, Kitty was a little, um, I think, jealous at first. He's kind of like, I think, feeling left out. But we brought some, you know, blankets home just so we got, like, the smell of them before we brought the baby home. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, so far he's been pretty good. Good. That's so. that's a big tip that a lot of people need to be aware of is that if they're going to have a baby and once the baby is born at the hospital, bring some of the scent home so the pets can actually get used to it before the baby actually does come home. But at all times, right, docs, keep a supervised, you know, never let the pets alone with the, with the kid. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. Correct. Yes. So yes. I'll, always keep an eye whether a dog, cat, or whatever you have in the household. Mm. So, well, congratulations, Ryan, and Thank uh, you. give our best to Brittany, and uh, she's snoozing. Tell her she missed her radio time. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I think she'd rather sleep right now. Yeah, I, think, I think so, too. <laughs> Me, too, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, your time will come. Never. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're tag teaming it. There <laughs> I'll you <sleep> go. Later. <laughs> well, congrats, and um, you. talk with Appreciate you soon. It. All right. So that's uh, Ryan and Brittany and baby Braylon, uh, my great nephew, born on July fourth at twelve twenty in the afternoon. The little firecracker. So, that's and you can awesome. actually you can see his picture on our Facebook as well. Um, he's posted on there with Daddy. It's a cute picture. It's a great picture of him and Daddy. And um, you can check that out at the Facebook as well. But once again, please say hello and send your best to Ryan and Brittany and the baby if you would. I'd appreciate that. But check us out at talkinpets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N pets.com on Facebook and Twitter from myself, John Patch. Dr. Lisa Santonzi. Dr. Vince Santonzi. And Amanda Page. We say goodbye for this hour of Talking Pets. Talk to you again very soon. Thanks for joining us in this hour. Don't forget, spay and neuter your pets and help control that pet population. And if you're going to adopt, go to your local animal shelter and find a new pet there. But once again, this is Talking Pets, and we like talking with you. Same pet time, same pet channel on your favorite radio station. Once again, this is Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.